15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Wait a minute. I've heard that before. That's the note Jeremy wrote to me in my yearbook in the sixth grade. How'd you even know that? Because it's from Geico. Yeah, yeah wait, here it is. Dear Luke, have a great summer. P.S. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Love, Jeremy. Geico's had this tagline for years because we help save people money. So wait, you're saying Jeremy copied you? <laughs> yeah, that actually does sound like something the J-Man would do. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Keep your whole home running like clockwork. From the office to the game room with Xfinity Internet, you'll get the best in-home Wi-Fi experience with reliable speed and coverage. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go online or call 1-800-XFINITY today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Bet Saratoga this summer with Naira Bets, the official betting partner of Saratoga Racecourse. New customers that sign up today receive a bonus match on their first deposit up to $200 with promo code SPA. Go to nyrabets.com for details and sign up today. This is the Cubs-related podcast presented by CubsInsider.com. My name is Corey. I am joined, as always, by Brendan. And we are coming to you on a Sunday evening. And folks, game 162 was not enough. The Cubs and Brewers both finish with 95 wins. They will play on Monday at 12.05 Central Time for the NL Central Crown. We are doing sort of a by-the-seat-of-our-pants episode here, guys. Uh, We had debated whether to wait and come to you tomorrow and sort of recap where everything was because that would technically be the break between uh, the quote-unquote regular season and postseason. But you know what? We wanted to get on here and give you something before tomorrow's deciding NL Central tiebreaker. We're hoping for positivity, but we're just going to see where this conversation goes. Uh, We are not (laughs) really going to recap the St. Louis games. If there is time Over the next few days where we have a breath to kind of look at this regular season and this last weekend and, you know, how everything played out with the Cubs taking two of three from the Cardinals, the Brewers sweeping the Detroit Tigers. Listen, Detroit, we're going to remember that. All right. You didn't help at all. I mean, that you didn't help brutal. at all. You laid Ugh. down, all right? And just just know, and I don't know when, you know, we're in different leagues, so maybe our paths won't cross, but down the line, there may be a point where you turn to us and say, we need those Cubs to beat the Twins or, or somebody, right? We're going to remember this, all right, Detroit? It duly noted this performance this weekend. But, Brendan, I'm going to throw it to you early here. I've got nothing to recap, really, uh, and... But it just felt necessary to get some thoughts out before game 163 tomorrow on Monday afternoon at Wrigley Field. Oof, yeah. Um, 
Oh, I hate it. I hate this, Corey. Game 163. I After those first two innings of that game today, uh, the last game of the year, like I thought I thought it was over. I was watching the Brewers game at the time. Javi's running through third base signs, just completely ignoring Brian Butterfield and gets thrown out. I thought I thought it was over. But you know what? Like the theme of the season, what did the Cubs do? They're resilient. Rizzo, by the way, Rizzo today, Corey, incredible what he did. Four for four with a walk, put the team on his back, came through in every instance, and so did Ben Zobrist again. I, I feel as if I want to get tattooed somewhere on my body, Zobrist down the line. How many times have we seen him do that? The World Series one, the NLDS two, again today, puts the team on his back, just like Rizzo, those two guys, and they came through. So, I mean, my God, and what Alec Mills did today comes in, mops up Mike Montgomery's, I mean, disaster of an outing, just gave them absolutely nothing, had no secondary offerings today. For Alec Mills to do that and Rizzo and Zobris to come through, little surprise, not going to lie. But here we are, 95 wins, one game, two win the division. Let's go. Let's do it. Right. And on Rizzo specifically with uh, one of his RBIs today becomes the first left-handed hitter in Chicago Cubs history to tally four seasons of a uh, hundred RBIs. So, you know, when you look back at the roster of players that have been Chicago Cubs, that's uh, quite an impressive feat. And yeah, it just, it was interesting because you had the Rockies, the Dodgers, the Brewers, and the Cubs all in the exact same scenario. Uh, They needed to equal what the other team was doing uh, or risk, you know, just getting the wild card themselves. And all four teams win. All four teams score double digits. So, you know, you definitely had the feel from those four teams today, like, yeah, we're not going to, you know, back into this. We're not going to lose this by default. And, you know, yeah, I mean, the Cubs, you know, not the best pitching day. Uh, they, you know, they did have to kind of overcome that a little bit. But as the game was going on, I did sort of develop a feeling of like, look, it, you know, this is up in the air. This is a bit of a coin toss at this point. But if the Brewers want this division, drive down I-94 and take it. Come and take it from our cold, dead hands, if that's what you want. Uh, and that's... What was, the, what was the vibe at Wrigley? The vibe at Wrigley was weird after that, uh, the, yeah. the, the first inning, I think, just because Montgomery was getting hit so hard, and it, it just was... Uh, <laughs> I know. Yeah, just a little scary there, you know, and then you're watching the Brewers. And you got Hayward making those errors, right. too. Yeah, so, uh, you know, it was a little weird, but not negative. I mean, really, the crowd was in it today. The crowd was was uh, going to do their part and, you know, basically refusing to let the Cubs uh, back into the wild card. So, uh, it, it's, yeah, it was a strange, it's a strange few days, Um you know, I've got the I've got the tickets for tomorrow ready to go at noon. It's a you know sort of a weird situation where you have a game at noon on a Monday, but it is what it is. This is where we are, and uh, you know I think you and I were talking, Brendan, that when the team wins ninety five games, you can you can boil things down to oh they lost that game to the Royals or they lost this game to the White Sox or this that or the other. The team won 95 games, guys. Like the the winner of the yeah. play the the tie-breaking game tomorrow between Milwaukee and Chicago will finish with the best record in the National League. 
I don't think either of these teams have anything to be ashamed of, and I, you know, that's a, those are really good seasons, and you know, one's going to be slightly ahead, and you know, that's just that's just how it uh, gets drawn up sometimes. You know, the Braves win their division with uh, ninety ninety one wins. You know, the Dodgers and Rockies are going to finish one of them with 92. You know, you go to the AL, you've got the Red Sox with 100,000 wins. And, you know, the Yankees will be one of the best teams in the league. And they're, they've been assured a wild card for weeks now. So it just is what it is. But I, I, at least for me, you know, now that we are just done with game 162, I, I can't be mad at them for winning 95 games. It's a great season with, with all the injuries they've had. I was just saying to you before we jumped on, Brendan, like they have not had, the Cubs have not had a closer for what, like two months. I mean, you, you know, obviously you had half the, yeah, I mean, half obviously the you had, was right. I mean, out. obviously you had Strope, but he's not the closer. He was never the closer and you've been without him now for a yeah. while. So, and that's not even getting into, you know, everything else that's gone on with this team. So I, I, you know, it is what it is. I, I guess I, I would have expected myself to be a little more freaked out or whatever, but I, I just can't muster the energy to, uh, nitpick the little things they could have done to end up with 96 wins or whatever. Like 95 wins is a great season and you know, tomorrow will, will be what it'll be. Yeah. Well, I, I, I was never mad or upset or angry that they were where they are. It's just like, irritating you know to have 95 wins and to be in this position it kind of is a little oh no jolting, i guess you know yeah it's like I'm, i woke up this morning and i'm like oh, like you know that feeling where you just you don't want to eat food or whatever it's like that it's like just non-stop nerves and to be in this position i i guess we'll take it for granted a little bit, you know, years from now, um, when we're wishing that we still could win 95 games. So yeah, you take a step back and you realize where the Cubs are given their injuries. I mean, look at the bullpen today. We have Jorge De La Rosa and Alan Webster and Alec Mills and every, I mean, these guys were not on the team four weeks ago. (laughs) Jaime Garcia is pitching in the eighth inning and he gets followed by Jorge De La Rosa. Like, what What are we doing here? How can this team end the season with 95 wins? It shows, it shows their resilience. But you know what? Like, whatever happens in that game, 163, if they have Colorado come to Wrigley, if they have the Dodgers come to Wrigley, given everything, the season has been a success. And I, I think... No matter what the score is, whether it's two nothing, three nothing, or four nothing, what this Cubs team has done is show resilience. That is one hundred percent the theme this year. Hayward's grand slam walk off, Bodie's grand slam, or uh, yeah, Hayward's grand slam walk off, Bodie's grand slam walk off. This is what they do. But I, I gotta say, man, like just watching that game today, Zobris and Rizzo. I know I said it before, but I keep emphasizing that. That, that was that was insane what those two guys did. And it was the, the energy, the Rizzo double when he's like jumping up and down before second base. Corey, I don't know if you were listening to it because you were at the game, but Tim McCarver took great offense to that. I don't know if you saw that on Twitter. But uh yeah, just just wild what they were able to do in that last game. When I thought Maybe the most important thing that we saw today, um, it feels really weird to be like kind of having close to our normal way of looking at things because it's like, 
you know, you're looking at a one game playoff, right? It's like, not normal. Let's you know, not we're breaking ourselves. into like trends and stuff, but Wilson had a really good game. Uh, obviously it's a home run, but he ripped a few of those balls. And I legitimately can't remember the last time he had a game where multiple at bats, he was, you know, barreling the ball up and just getting that really loud sound throughout the ballpark uh, when he was hitting the ball. So look, sign me up for whatever was going on with the offense today. Uh, let's keep doing that. Whatever the approach was, whatever the mindset was, we'll go for that. Um, you know, and maybe for as inconsistent as this offense has been and frustrating at times, you, you know, like you were saying, Brendan, you put this team, uh, you know, you back them into a corner, like maybe it, you know, it just, it just brings it out of them. Right. You know, we know the talent is there. So, uh, but yeah, I, look, I, I don't know. I, I really barely have any idea how to, uh, talk about this, situation it's it's very different than what we've experienced in the last few years um and you know just obviously has the potential to be uh quite a week brendan with you know the different the different possibilities that are uh laid out here but you know what we do know and you know just to to focus on monday uh we do know that the cubs and brewers will play at wrigley field at 1205 central time uh, and we have official word from the Chicago Cubs that Jose Quintana will get the ball. Some of you, we've gotten a few replies to this degree already, uh, have noticed that in terms of rest, it lines up for guess guess what? Uh, Jahuli's just seen. Stop it. Stop to it. start for the Milwaukee Brewers, they have not made that official, and I believe Craig Council said that they were still talking about it, uh, but. Brendan, could it be possible that we have a tie-breaking game for the NL Central, and it is none other than a Brendan Bowl? And in this case, I believe the last time it happened, it was the tiebreaker. I think it was the third time it happened all year. It was a trilogy. We didn't know. We had no idea that there was a possible for this. But this, of course, is the mega, super Brendan Bowl. Uh, I can't, I can't do it, Corey. I mean, just imagine Julius Chassin going in there and I'm going to be a little bit negative here. Just this, you're getting the, the, the unedited version here, but I, like it's, that would happen, right? Chassin goes into Wrigley, carves up this team with Tyler Chatwood in the bullpen. God knows what he's doing in there. And Quintana laying in that. I, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but just I'm preparing myself mentally for the worst of the worst, uh, as I usually do here. But, oh gosh, I, 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 I don't know. I, in the back of my mind, seeing Chassin for the fourth time this year, I think it's the fourth time this year. I think every time the Cubs have seen Chassin, it has been against Quintana. But with, with Chassin, he is only a two-pitch guy for the most part, so... I guess if there's a silver lining is that they've seen him so many times and given that he's a two-pitch guy, maybe they can come out and be a little bit more comfortable and prepared to see what they've saw in the past. I mean, you can say the same thing about Quintana because he's only a curveball fastball guy, but uh, the one thing's for certain that Q has had this team's number now for two years. The, the, the overall numbers for Quintana is like, I don't know. I think it's like five and one or six and one against Milwaukee. It's something insane like that. So this year he's four and <sighs> one with a two one seven ERA, thirty three Ks to ten Just walks this year alone in six starts against yeah. the Brewers this season. 
And that's just this year alone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, look, when Q's on, it's usually against Milwaukee. So I guess if there's any team for Q to pitch against, it is Milwaukee. But I, you know, I gotta say, I was watching. Of course, I watched every one of those Brewers games. Um, we talked a lot about Javi and what he's done. What Christian Yelich is doing, guys, is remarkable. I, there was a stretch of 13 plate appearances where all he did was either homer or walk. Like, that's some Barry Bond stuff right there. Um, so you have a matchup between the two NL MVP candidates, Javi Baez versus Yelich. It will be fun. I, I guess it will be fun. But I only bring that up just to scare you guys of what, what Christian Yelich is doing. It's I'm not. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not gonna enjoy that game tomorrow. A 10 a.m. game for me, being in Los Angeles. Like, good God, what a day! Especially on a Monday too. I mean, geez. Well, and I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. It is almost certainly not gonna be fun. It may be fun if the Cubs win and get the 27th out. I might, you know, have some fun, but. Uh, prior to that, there will no fun will be had tomorrow. I can uh, assure you of that. But do you even enjoy the playoffs? Oh, honestly, God, no. I was thinking, not really. Today. It's not, honestly the whole thing is just a sense of relief. I think we talked about this before. I think it, it's like at certain points, it's almost like more of a relief to me when they win, like rather than it is a euphoria. Like I, I think the the. It's like gambling, Yeah, like the right? worst it's like thing for me a couple hundred is on the watching them table. lose, yeah. uh, you know, more than anything. So uh, it's it's always just like, a, can we avoid that, you know, rather than like, yeah, let's win. Uh, I don't know. I guess that's just how it is when you're a Cubs fan your whole life. But um, in regard to Quintana, you know, look, like, is he your best pitcher right now? No, but this isn't an elimination game. So... You know, you're not going to use Lester or Hendricks in this situation when you may need to play an elimination game on Tuesday. And yeah, I mean, look, like both these teams know each other well. That's the interesting thing. Uh, You know, when you have a situation like this, it's it's the same out west with the Rockies and Dodgers. You know, there's not really secret matchups at this point you know you face these teams so many times during the year and uh you know the Cubs and Brewers have faced these pitchers uh multiple times this year so I I think that as far as Quintana goes like yeah I mean look like it, it it it's nice that it lined up in a way that the Cubs can turn to someone who has had success against this team. It it doesn't mean that he'll have success on Monday, but he he's pitched well against this team uh repeatedly and I think that you know when you can turn to something like that it's uh not the worst thing in the world, right? It's it's better than, you know, the way it could have been or could have lined up. So, um I'll I'll take it and you know they were able to uh keep Justin Wilson and um Jesse Chavez, fresh from today's game, yeah, a bit big. of a, that was you know, big. kind of taxing to get those 27 outs today, but they do keep a couple guys fresh. Um, and, you know, we'll see what they're doing, you know, in terms of who else is available. You know, you never know with that stuff. It, it's probably going to depend on uh, how that game plays out. But yeah, I mean, I think, you know, again, being able to turn to someone who has 
had success in these situations, I think, is is better than alternatives. I guess. In the back of my mind, it's like, oh, well, he's due for a bad outing. That's why I always think about that, especially uh, against a team who's seen Quintana, which will now be for the sixth time this year. So, yeah, in the back of my mind, like I, I have that thought, like, well, they've seen him so much, it's not going to be good. Uh, but, Corey, like, what if... They do kind of get to cue. Like, let me throw out a scenario for you, okay? Let's say it's the same thing that happened in that last game against the Cardinals where Monty clearly does not have it. The game is 2-0. It's close. It's the third inning. Do you pull cue in that situation and try to go for the win and try to test your luck on depleting the bullpen to win to win the division? Like, do you want Joe to do that? It's an interesting thought because, you know, obviously there's a threshold where you, in theory, have to then manage for Tuesday, right, if things start to go south. That's what I'm um, saying. Yeah. I honestly, I don't that's a, that's know. I think it's a one, tough right? question to answer in the abstract. I, I think it yeah. would depend on the situation and what the score is and, you know, how deep in the game you are. But I, I do think it's, it's something to consider, you know, because, again, like, I think that if we're, you know, trying to get ourselves and you guys, you know, sort of in the mindset for tomorrow, one of the most important things to remember here, if not the most important thing to remember, is that tomorrow is not an elimination game. Tomorrow is playing for the right to avoid playing Tuesday and playing on Thursday. But nobody can get sent home tomorrow. The Cubs and Brewers will both play a playoff game at the very least. So... I think you have to keep that in mind. I mean, I think I'd be pretty uncomfortable, you know, kind of switching gears toward Tuesday unless it was like a a blowout scenario, right? Um, But I think Hugh has to wear it. I think if you get to the same situation where Monty was in, you can't deplete your bullpen potentially three days in a row. Like, I, I I understand there's no tomorrow, but you're basically delaying the inevitable if you go in and you pitch these guys once once an inning right. where you have basically nine guys out well, of and the it's, and it's you're not going to win you're not going to yeah, win yeah and, and i think it's it's the same for the brewers you know like there there's got to be a point to them where you know they know they can turn to uh kniebel hater jeffress etc to try to either shut down a game or keep a game close, but, you know, they're, they're going to have to think the same thing, right? You know, like if they use their big guns from the bullpen, you know, you've got a game to play on Tuesday. So, you know, we saw this last year, reminds me of last year, uh, with the Diamondbacks who I believe, uh, what do they start Zach Greinke against the Rockies? And then they bring in Robbie Ray Mm -hmm. at some point to try to get them through it. And so then when they met the Dodgers in the first round, they got killed because they had used their entire pitching staff uh, to try to get through the wild card game, you know, Uh, and it's the same thing that happened to the Cubs last year, too, right? Like they had to deplete every pitcher in their arsenal against the Nationals. Right. And so, you know, again, the the, the Diamondbacks example, that was the wild card game. That was an elimination game. And right. even in doing so, it screwed them for the next round. So when you're playing a non-elimination game, which Monday is, you know, you've got to treat it a little differently. And look, the, the, the value of not playing the wild card game, right, versus going straight to the NLDS, you can't 
overstate that, right? You you do want to avoid it at all costs, but you know you also have to make sure that you're able to put your best foot forward if you have to play on Tuesday. I just I, I just don't think you can right. uh, you know kind of go all out on Monday unless the situation really dictates that that's giving you a chance to stay in and win the game. Yeah. One last relevant question. Uh, Carl Edwards Jr. Uh, Corey, I, I'm, I'm sorry, but I cannot justify throwing this guy right now in any situation. I, I know it's kind of a hot take there, or I maybe it's it even is. not a hot take at this point. Right. So today, you ready for this? He threw the slowest he has ever thrown in one game in his career. I don't know if you were looking at the scoreboard, but there were, he was throwing 91, 92. He averaged 92.3 miles per hour today. Again, the slowest of his career. You combine that with a complete lack of command and no feel for a secondary pitch. It's a disaster. The, the, the numbers over the last month and a half have been absent of whiffs, absent of strikeouts. I don't see how you can reconcile these issues right now. We're too late. It's over. I'm not saying leave the guy off the roster or whatever, but you cannot. You cannot put this guy in any situation where the the, the leverage is high or the momentum of the game is shifting. You just cannot afford to risk that. No. Yeah, I mean, it's it's as simple as that. And I mean, honestly, I think you could consider leaving him off the roster altogether if, uh, you know, you need to put one together for Tuesday or the NLDS, whatever it is. Um, yeah. You know, because the Velo stuff is always concerning. It doesn't matter who the pitcher is or what the scenario is. The abnormal Velos uh, are not good. And he just, it, it, it's not there. You know, we, we talk about this a lot with him where he's just one of those guys where you can kind of make up your mind on what the outing is going to be within the first few pitches. And it's just not there right, right now. And he, you know, there's also something to like the body language isn't good. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I can't get into the guy's head from section 220, but I have a pretty good idea. He doesn't really look super confident in himself. Um, and mm-hmm. You just, yeah, I, I don't know how you can justify bringing him into any situation that isn't basically mop-up duty at this point. And, you know, you look around at, Even right, then. I know, you look at some of the guys who are being used and, you know, Jorge De La Rosa has been pretty good for this team. Jaime Garcia has been pretty good. Like, there's other guys that you're throwing out there that they may not be perfect, right? But they're having success in a, a decent number of the outings that they're being given. And that's just not the case for Carl. And, you know, really, we've kind of yeah. seen the last few, like he gets a double play today before being taken out. The other day, you know, Josh Bell maybe kind of bailed him out, uh, swinging at some balls. That outing looked like it was going to go south. It seems like unless the offense just totally helps him out, it, it's just not there. And when he's not able to pump— He hasn't had it since July. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, when he's not able to pump that, you know, mid-90s fastball that was able to get so many whiffs for him, like, if that's not there, like, you just don't know what this guy's— you know, what are you hoping for even, right? Like the the guy's best pitch isn't there right now. And, you know, not only does he not have the command, he doesn't have that either. So, yeah, I think you, you've you got to be careful. In a game like tomorrow, if the game is close, 
right? I, I think you're looking at a pretty small group of relievers that you're going to try to piece this together with, uh, you know, depending on what the deal with Q is. Um, yeah. But like I said, I think you're looking really heavily at Chavez and Wilson to take as much as they possibly can um, because I think those are, you know, the guys that you're most comfortable relying on right now. All right, let's let's wrap it up here with some, you know, some fun predictions, if you even want to call it that. Corey, predict the score for this game. What do you, what do you think? Like, what does your gut tell you? I don't think you want to. I don't think you want to know what my gut is telling me right now. And I don't mean that. I think I, I don't mean that, that has look. nothing to do with the result. It's just it's such a mess of stress and and, and nerves. Um, <laughs> wow. Come on. I. I mean, I think you all know me better than to think I'm about to do anything other than predict that the Cubs are going to win. But let's call it seven to four, the Cubs win. I I, okay. I don't think that they can keep Milwaukee off the board uh, with the way that they're swinging the bat. So I think you're going to have to plan on scoring some runs, uh, which you know, in general, Brendan is a pretty good strategy when it comes to baseball, but scoring yeah, is a good strategy. Yeah, yes, that's, is, yep. that's, that's where I am. I'm, I'm hoping that the Cubs, uh, you know, can keep that, that approach at the plate that they had today. I mean, Rizzo just looks so locked in, um, you know, and I, I and know. I hope that that, that version of him shows up at the park tomorrow. Um, even Murphy yeah. too, man. Murphy uh, has a ten game hitting streak here. About time we see him come back. Yeah. To so him, I, I'm, I'm hoping that you know this team. You know, kind of like I said before, like this team, this is their division. This has been their division, and I, I, my, my hope and my prediction is that this team stands their ground when a team comes into their park and tries to take it from them. Yep. Okay. My prediction. Are you ready for this? This is going to be uh, a little bit optimistic here. I think they jump out in front early. Again, seeing Chassin now for God knows how many times, I think they're going to jump out early. I really do. Seeing Murphy continue to hit this well, he's seeing the ball well, looks like at the plate. Contreras, that last game, he brought back that toe tap, Corey. I have not seen that toe tap in a month. So he brought that back. He saw pitches. He had two hard hit baseballs. I don't know. I'm, I'm, maybe it's just like me projecting and not trying to accept the fact that the Cubs have you know been up and down recently but i do think they jump out here i'm gonna go with a predicted score of nine to two Corey. wow is that a little bit too optimistic i know nine to two and this is the first this like we should have a a date in the calendar to remind us of this one year from now this may be the only time in the cubs related podcast history where i have been more optimistic in any prediction in any outlook than you Corey. I would venture to guess that that's correct. <laughs> I got to take advantage of that. But no, I, I really I really do think that. I think um, seeing Rizzo and Zobris do, again, I go back to that, but just the mentality of those guys, I don't know. It's like when something needs to be done, they're able to just lock in. I mean, Rizzo did the same thing in the World Series in 2016. Uh, of course, last year against Washington, he had that very big base hit to win his second game in the NLDS. I know he struggled a little bit in 2016 in the NLDS and whatever, but he came through. He always seems to just be locked in. I can't explain it. And of course, Zobris is always giving you a professional at bat. And one last note here before I turn it back to you. Javi's double 
his last base hit of that last game. I know we're doing trends and all this, you know, all this stuff here, but whatever. Javi's last double off the Ivy in right field. The fact that he went oppo on that, again, I have not seen Javi do that in maybe two and a half weeks or so. When he's going oppo with authority, look out. That signals like he's seeing the ball well. Something's good is about to happen. So I think all in all, given the offensive shorts, trends maybe just these one game samples i'm doing it to myself i'm setting myself up for failure but seeing what i saw i think they're going to jump out man i really do well you heard it here first brendan speaking on the mega super brendan bowl as it were to decide (laughs) the nl central yeah i mean look this is one of those things where again like the the 162 game schedule is over None of it matters anymore. It feels uh, really wild to say that. And, you know, like I said, kind of in figuring out how we were going to do this, it's crazy to sort of so quickly have to just sort of push it aside. Like we literally don't even have time to talk to you guys about the regular season because who cares right now, right? Like there's just no time for it. Um And, you know, normally when I pull out the game 81 ticket from my my booklet and head to the game the last few years, you know, you have like a little sort of sentimental moment, like, ah, what a fun summer it was, you know, the sort of easygoing regular (laughs) season before we head into, uh, you know, the war that is the Major League Baseball playoffs. And you couldn't do that today. It was like, (laughs) you know, like, all right, whatever. Like, I don't have time for sentimentality and and all that other stuff. We we have to win this game. And, you know, who knows what's going to happen the rest of this week. So, it's yeah there there is one game to decide the nl central and i think that's where we all need to put our collective focus here and again i as usual i and uh 40,000 of my closest friends will be at wrigley field tomorrow on a monday afternoon and we'll we'll do our best we'll be there on every pitch you know i got breaking i got breaking let's news hear it here, right at the Corey. end not well not like breaking breaking but uh did you catch the Jesus Aguilar yes. Uh, yes. comment after the game? Mm-hmm. You saw that, right? Okay, I want to read this. Quote, he said, They know they got problems tomorrow. Of course, he is referring to the game. Um, okay, this, this, will be, this will be fun. It's on. Uh, I don't understand if he... Or I don't know if he understands what the Cubs have done recently. Uh, the Cubs have an eleven and eight record against the, the the Brewers this year, and of course they're facing Quintana, whom they just cannot hit. So interesting comment, but I like the confidence, and uh, let's hope they're in for a rude awakening, Corey. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, I I think when when Cole Hamels was talking about the rivalry and stuff, I I, I never really worry too much about players saying that they think the team they're on is going to win. I. I I tend to think that that's fine that they think that. Um, But again, you know, it does sort of speak to what I was saying before in that, you know, you know that someone like Rizzo and and this group, it's like, all right, we'll come down here and take it then. You know, you think this is your division. Like we (laughs) beg to differ. This has been our division for years now. And, you know, you, you can get on your bus, drive on down here and take it out of our damn hands if you want. So that's what's going to have to happen if if uh, Jesus Aguilar Let's is go. to be proven correct here. But uh, yeah, like I said, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be at Wrigley leaning on every pitch tomorrow, every two-strike count. You know, you can bet those fans are going to be up cheering and, uh, you know, doing their best to create 
an environment that Miller Park cannot, uh, unless, of course, Brendan, it's for Cubs fans and the Cubs players when they play up there. So that's where we are, folks. Uh, and I think that's all we let's. Yeah, go. I think that's all we have for you. We just wanted to get on and do something here. As far as the uh, you know rest of the schedule here goes, uh, I don't know. We might talk to you on Monday night. We might talk to you on Tuesday night, Wednesday night. I, I really don't know. Um, but just stick with us here. Check your, you know, your podcast feed. You can, uh, we'll, we'll tweet out updates. Uh, again, Brendan is at Cubs related on Twitter. I'm CF Cubs related on Twitter. We'll, we'll try to, you know, keep you guys abreast of what we're thinking here and what makes the most sense as far as, you know, what we want to talk about and when. Uh, but for now, all that matters is at 12.05 Central Time, the Cubs and Brewers play for the National League Central title. Uh, and we just have to, again, you know, put on your Cubs jersey if you're going to work, put on your hat. Uh, if you have to wear a suit, you know, maybe a lapel pin or something a little more subtle, whatever you can do, right? Uh, but we need all of the positive Cubs energy we can possibly put into the universe uh, dedicated toward tomorrow for now, and we will worry about any other team we have to worry about or any other game or series uh, after that. Uh, but I, I think that's all we have for you. There's really not much else to. <laughs> there's really not much else to talk about. Um, but it was good for Brendan and I to kind of pretend that we weren't really, really nervous, uh, and you know, try to articulate all this for half an hour or whatever this has been. But I think we'll leave you there. Um, and I'm, I, I, you know, I'm just going to, I think, leave you on on the the, the, the final thought. I guess I, I'm going to try to, uh, you know, Michael Scott my way through this. I'm going to start talking, and we'll see where it goes. Uh, but these are the moments where you have to remember what this group has been through. We have been in way more dire situations than this. We have faced uh, worse odds, more insurmountable situations. And this group, the Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant, Ben Zobris, Javi Baez, John Lester, Kyle Hendricks, this group has gotten it done time and time again. Since 2015, they are far and away the best team in baseball. They are the most accomplished team they have been to the NLCS over and over and over again. They have won a championship. They have knocked out plenty of talented teams and players. And as we head to technically, Game 163 is still part of the regular season. Uh, the stats count toward the regular season. It's not the playoffs. But for all intents and purposes, tomorrow the playoffs begin. And all that I will be doing when I wake up tomorrow, is devoting every piece of energy that I have to the Chicago Cubs. And uh, I certainly hope that you guys will do the same. And there is nothing more that I hope to be doing tomorrow at, I don't know, 3.30, 4 central time than celebrating another NL Central title for the Chicago Cubs. With that, this has been the Cubs-related podcast presented by CubsInsider.com. You guys know where to find us. Nobody cares about that right now. Um, game 163 tomorrow. We will, again, keep you updated on when we can come back to you and, and talk about whatever the situation is for the Cubs here. Uh, as always, we thank you guys for listening. 
And with all of the might and energy that I can muster right now on this Sunday evening, go Cubs. Keep your whole home running like clockwork from the office to the game room with Xfinity Internet. You'll get the best in-home Wi-Fi experience with reliable speed and coverage. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go online or call 1-800-XFINITY today to learn more. Restrictions apply. There's great news during the pandemic. The new Hypermax Oxygen System is here. Doctor approved, clinically tested, at-home oxygen for improved health, fitness, and especially your immunity. Go to HypermaxOxygen.com. See how 300% more oxygen purity works wonders in only 15 short minutes. You're home anyway, so why not build your immunity and much more? HypermaxOxygen.com. That's HypermaxOxygen.com.